Bienvenidos al podcast de Latino Founder Hour. Each week we invite you to spend an in-depth hour with us as we speak with a Latino startup founder from somewhere around the world. Aquí conocerás esas historias de éxito y fracasos, retos personales y lecciones aprendidas. And we have fun. We're live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Tune in at startupradionetwork.com. O en versión podcast después del show. Escucha. Listen. Aprende. Learn. Y emprende. Launch. And good morning and welcome back to Latino Founder Hour. Hoy lo vamos a empezar en inglés. We're going to do it by language. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to start in English today because we have a phenomenal guest. It's, uh, you know, I've been, I've been looking so forward. So excited. Yeah, I've been looking forward for this interview for almost two years. Oh, wow. And it, fi it finally happened. So we welcome Dave Dow here in the studio, our and, friend. And those of you who don't recognize him by his last name. Yes. You will recognize King him Dave. by his legacy. Yes, a, a true celebrity, Dave's not only in Portland. Yeah, Dave's Killer Bread. Yes, oh, sir. Thank you, Dave. Thank thanks you. for thanks th thanks for taking the time. And you know, it's it's been quite a ride. You know, it's an know, honor. It, no, it's an honor for us, man. No, for us. Yeah, well, to have no, you here. It is at least as much an honor for me because um, I mean I, I love it when things I do cross boundaries. You know, cross the you know cultures and things yeah you know? I think that's amazing um, you know speaking of which I did you know that my bread is available in like Latin American yeah countries yeah, yeah. And, and I, I saw did the not know that Spanish. yes where? it is and yeah the label's where? in Spanish yeah 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 <gasps> what the logo's in Spanish too the, the labels yeah 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 really yeah so so recently so what is it called in Spanish no no the, the, the bread <laughs> called Dave's Dave's oh, killer okay. bread but you know the, the, all the ah, labeling inside the labeling yeah. okay I was like what you Dave's can't change the name Dave's bread or something Dave's muerte <laughs> <laughs> no el pan de muerte de Dave that wouldn't work very well in Spanish no no no, no. pan no. de muerte yeah. no pero in, in Spanish we say está de morir uh huh that's which good. is like it's to die for bread. to die for yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. bread to die for yeah. that's go. what bread's killer bread which is, is. That and, makes and, sense. You know, it's exciting because it's the morir. It, oh my gosh that the bread's so good not just because I you're remember. here because my, my kids grew up on that they're, yeah. they're fans and I remember the first time when we started doing the podcast and for the people that don't know you know Dave's before us so my yeah. daughter, the first time I, I brought my daughter to the studio and she's like look that's D Dave. Dave I mean her eyes just like no way, that's a real Dave. You're like, yeah, yeah he's yeah, real, that's, and that's, that's Dave. He's right here. It's right here, sitting yeah. next to us. But yeah, no, Dave, Dave. You know, who's Dave Dow? Oh man, <laughs> why don't we start with that? So well, people, okay, who I am today is a lot different than who I was, you know, growing up and mm -hmm. uh, for a good part of my my life. Um, you know. I, I was a knucklehead, and you know, I was a knucklehead because I really didn't know who I was, and I, you know, I, I had to f my first identity that I, that I actually kind of stuck with was um, as a criminal, you know, and a drug addict. That was working just fine for me, you know, for a lot of years. It didn't work fine. Don't get me wrong. Growing, growing up here in Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. That was where who I was for a long time, and. Um, you know, eventually, after going to prison four times, I had a I had an epiphany, and the fourth, the fourth time I was down and uh, studied 
you know, studied uh, computer drafting, which mm-hmm. for me, it just, it could have been anything probably, but it was just something that taught me that I, I'm, I'm better than that. Or, you know, I'm not better than other people, but I'm better than I thought I was. Yeah. And it was that, hum- it was partly humility in, in a sense that like, okay, I'm, I'm not better than other people or I don't have to prove that I'm something, you know, I don't always have to pretend that I'm something good and know inside that I'm something bad. Instead, I'm just who I am. And once I did that, once I was just like, okay, this is me. I'm open to learning now to be a better person, um, to be a contributing member of society and, uh, and just having fun doing the right thing. That, that was a great when, moment for me. When was this epiphany? I was 38 years old. Um, it happened in 2001 while I was incarcerated for the fourth time. And it was a Snake River Correctional Institution. Because I think you were just 20, 20 or so years ahead of everything we see on Twitter and social media now is exactly what you just said. <laughs> <Yeah>. Everybody's <laughs> like, accept yourself. Yeah. Know what know who I mean, you are. Yeah. Know who you are and don't I'm not gonna cuss on the show but just like don't give a crap oh I can yeah Yeah. no because my mother's listening Um, (laughs) but you know just be true to yourself and don't give a shit about what about what people might think of you yeah Um, we are we are the worst critics of ourselves we have what one of my mentors calls the itty bitty shitty committee in our head Mm -hmm. saying crap Yeah. yeah I, I, yeah, I, ha- I had that thing going recurrently. I know. Yeah. Yeah. We all but do. You, but then totally. you recognize it, right? See, if you're capable of recognizing it, first of all, you don't beat yourself up over it, mm-hmm. right? It's like uh, you just go, oh, wow, I just I just had a moment of itty-bitty shitty committee again. And now I'm moving on, and uh, I'm going to... You know, try to avoid that, but you make those mistakes, and you just you just go, okay, it's all right. All right. And uh, if if you don't dwell on your on your negative aspects and your your failures, um, it leaves more space in your mind for for it to be successful. Okay. That's how I that's that's how I approach it. I mean, the more the less negativity in your mind, the more positively. You can live. And the other thing that I love, sorry that I know you're yeah. going to say something, was that he had the epiphany at 38, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is awesome to hear. Cause. No, no, no. Don't <laughs> no, say that because no, but I was going to. seemed like, yeah. Well, but it makes me happy to hear that at 38 you had an epiphany and you. Well, it could, just, it could be at you, any time, yeah. Yes. yes. But since I just literally turned 40 and I'm having a 40 year life crisis, I'm like, oh, oh you, can, you can turn your life around or like start something new. At yes. 38, oh, and sure then can. go yeah. kick ass time. and take names. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that, you know, once that, once that happened, that epiphany happened, and I was going to school and learning great things uh, about myself and about the world, um, I was I discovered freedom for the first time and you know mental freedom and yeah. I was in prison when I discovered this. Interesting. Okay. And that's that's the irony of my story is that I was happy from for that from that point on and I was working and doing all these things that were really cool um, playing my guitar and stuff like that. Yeah. I just had a constructive life going forward and then when I got out um, I really intended to continue on that road, that path to wherever that led me. 
but I had an opportunity to go work with my family mm-hmm. um, as a baker. My, my dad was a baker, and okay. I grew up baking, and I rejected that as a, as a youngster. If anybody knows the story of the prodigal son uh, in the Bible, that's my story, uh, almost in a nutshell. And uh, I came back to the family after all those years of sleeping with pigs. You know, I mean, that sleeping with pigs is, is in the Bible. I, I was basically sleeping with pigs. I, I didn't... I lived really badly mm-hmm. for a lot of years, and uh, and I and I had that moment. I came back, and I was happy before I ever made the bread. That's very important. I was very happy before I ever made any money. You know, I was happy to drive my '89 Ford Ranger and live in my mom's garage. I mean, just the fact that I could even have a car at all and live in my mom's garage, I was just fine for a long time. So you already were at that mental state. Like you said, you discover freedom while in prison yeah. after a long stand, you know, of going in and out, battling demons and addictions. Yeah. Yes. You come out already free, man. But you were already free. I was free in there. Right? Yeah. Mentally free and happy. Free. I yeah. realized that I could spend the rest of my life in prison and be okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. That would be a real letdown at this point. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I realized that whatever your situation is, you can learn to... Love yourself and love your situation. Okay. And, that, and that's when you come back to the family business, which yeah. is a bakery, mm-hmm. and started working on these amazing recipes. Yeah. And I, I just started working. I made 12 bucks an hour when I came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started working 60 to 80 hours a week and getting paid for 40. Uh, by this time, I was making $15 an hour. So I was making $15, $15 an hour, 40 hours a week, and working 80 You know, yeah. <laughs> oh my uh, because I was I was motivated. I was trying to make something happen, and um, so the the pleasure of doing that is indescribable. Okay, and and again, you know, working is something that you you had a passion. You, but how, how do you did, did, were you just like I, I'm going to dive into this, or do you had a mental plan? How did that you know the you know I don't know if we, you know we call them just the recipe, mm-hmm. not on the actual bread, There's but the recipe for the success. Yeah. To me, it's a recipe of life, it's, uh, and recipes are uh, templates. Uh, you know, you start with templates and, and on for your life. Your, your template is what is everything that you have experienced, um, and you know the best things in life that you've figured out. And now, going forward, you're using that template. You're using that template in drafting. As a drafter, computer drafter, I, I had to start with creating something that already existed. If I was going to simple, simple thing like this, this cube here, if I was, uh, you know, if I wanted to make a better cube, I would first have to learn how to make this. Okay. So I would, I would measure all these angles and such, you know, and these, these distances, and I would make this cube, and then I would start stretching it, you know, doing whatever things I yeah. could on the computer. The computer's so powerful. You know, I, even back then, the computer was so powerful. You could draw this in 3D space, and... Um, and then turn it around and, you know, save that and make another one, you know, make a bunch of different drawings and uh, the powerful power of that. And then I, I use those same principles, um, not only for my life, but for, for making Dave's Code Bread. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is around 2001 to around that was when... That was when things started changing. Okay. I got out of prison December 27, 2004. Okay. So I, I basically started up Dave's Code Bread activities um, 
at first I was just getting acclimated to the bakery and then mm -hmm. I started making cookies for a while. I was redesigning the company's cookie lines. Okay. And I so I did I was successful with that. That happened pretty quickly. My brother says, Hey, you know, I was so focused on the cookies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wanted to make more cookies. And my brother said, you know, we're really not about cookies, we're about bread. And um so I'm like, oh, fuck. Things, <laughs> yeah. things are going too good, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm loving what I'm doing, you know? So that's the thing. I get obsessed and moving forward on something. But he redirected me, and the challenge became to make something special okay. a, in the bread category. Yeah, because at that point, you, you guys, it was just a regular bread-making company, yeah. like a France well, or no, a Wonder Bread. Well, France was way bigger, but... Um, that friends was really our competition it was we had to figure out ways to to make something that friends wasn't making that mm -hmm. that would be popular enough to sustain a business okay you know, that's a, it's not yeah, an easy yeah, yeah. thing to do uh, I mean to, it's not an easy thing to go oh that, that's no problem I can do that um, it was more like I had to go out and see what was out there what's the best breads that are out there like friends uh, or wheat whatever I was whatever was out there I'd come back and replicate that and use that as a template for my for my experience experiments. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you were just kind of in a lab experimenting yeah. with different recipes, exactly. just creating your own. Yeah, I loved it, man. I can't tell you. how So much then I loved. you would. How much weight did you gain with yeah. these experiments? Not because I was working too hard, and I didn't. Did you, you know, give it to other people to try? How much yeah. weight did they gain? <laughs> well, I did see, over the years, I've seen people uh, credit me with weight gain, yes. <laughs> I, yeah. But if you if you exercise uh, as diligently as you eat, you're, yeah. then you, you, then you're good. you do okay. I swear, like, half my pregnancy weight was because of you. Oh, well. Just saying. <laughs> but, the, but the kid turned out great. Don't yes, she, yeah. she came out great. Turned but out uh, I, It was the it's only bread... Yeah. The only bread that I would eat during my entire pregnancy was Dave's Killer Bread. Do you remember which variety? Was the the yellow one. Yeah, that's mine. Cool. I have. It's called Good Seed. Yes. And Good Seed has a lot of meaning. Uh -huh. um, which I also took it like a like good like I took it metaphorically. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. I'm like Good Seed. <laughs> hopefully, mine will be a Good Seed. I don't know. Yeah, I have. Some, there's, <laughs> there's, there's some really dirty jokes that go with that too. But I, I actually <laughs> I actually keep. Uh, you know, I, I keep it on the high level. With <laughs> yeah. good seed is actually the turnaround. It, it, it's it, it's the point of uh, you. The reason I created the bread, I created the bread before I I created the name before I created the bread, and uh, I was like bad seed because a lot of, I was a bad seed. Mm -hmm. I turned it around. I'm a good seed, and so the bread became. The the meaning of that was very powerful for okay. me. Um, I'm now I'm everything I do. It should be planting good seeds. I should be a good seed. I started seeing my dad as a good seed, even though he had a lot of problems. Right? Mm -hmm. He was. If it wasn't for him and his pioneering work that he did, Dave's Killer Bread would never happened. You know, um, instead of seeing him growing up, I looked at my dad and he was. I I hated him. Uh, for a lot of reasons, but as I got older, I started seeing the good in people, and yeah. it was very easy to see good in my dad when I started looking. Just focusing on the positive. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all part of that mental shift that you need to have. Yes. Because it's... Yeah. Bad seed, good, good seed. Good seed, yeah. 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 And so I have a good seed tattoo on my back, a great big 
good seat tattoo uh, because that's how important it is to me. Fantastic. When I just have a random question not related to your entrepreneurship journey. When when did the uh, guitar happen? When did it start happening? Because I was putting your logo on a little sign that I shared on Facebook to let everybody know that we were going to interview you. Yeah. And my daughter is like, what does he have in his hand? I'm like, oh, it's a guitar. He <laughs> plays guitar. And then I was like, wait, I need to ask him about this yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, we, 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 because we need because to mention... Because it's the logo. Dave it's, is the, the it's leading of the... Dave's Dave. Killer Bread, but he's not... And he's, the Killer Granddaddies. Yeah. Which is not... Like, he's not in a chef hat. He's in a... Like a rock star pose, yeah. but it's yeah. the logo for an amazing bread brand. It's weird. I tell you, um, you know, I've always, I guess I started playing guitar when I was 10 years old, but I, I you know, all the, over, over all the years, there were just like periods of time when I would play, you know. And the one of the things, when I had my turnaround in life in 2001, I started playing a lot more in prison and really enjoying and learning better than I ever had because. I was in a good good place. So um, the guitar came with me out of prison. You know, I was yeah. still playing guitar. And my brother, I played for my brother. You know, I mean, all the different people playing the songs that I wrote in prison and such. And um, my brother had the idea when we were making the bread. It was His idea was to call the bread Dave's Bread, right? And it was just Dave's Bread. Yeah, because yeah. it had to be something different than what? the company was known for and um, I my idea I always planned on it being a continuation of the company bread uh, the company line but my brother really wanted it to be a, a different brand yeah, yeah. and um, so that's the way we went with it uh, but his idea was to have a picture of me on on the back of the uh, bread bag with my guitar you know and he thought that was going to appeal to different a different audience. Yeah, yeah. and I um, I took that when we talked to a copyright attorney. This guy, he goes, uh, "Well, spread's great, you know, story's great, and all that stuff. You guys need to trademark this. You need to have a great logo." And that's where the logo came from. I took the idea that my brother had of me and me and my guitar, and my idea became this guy with his guitar um, painted on the side of a brick building and, uh, you know, big letters, Dave's Bread, red big letters, just like it is. Uh, and then somebody comes along with a red spray, spray can yeah. and tags Killer over the killer. top of that. Now, that's the way the logo was supposed to be, mm -hmm. but this is what ended up happening. Okay. So who, who came up, who, who put the addition of Killer? Oh, that was mine. Was, yeah. Because what happened was, I made the first bread I made was called Blues Bread. I always wanted to make Blues Bread because I like the blues. Yeah. I'm a blues guy. Uh, and I like the sound of Blues Bread. It's also two five letter words that begin with B. So it, oh. it, it, uh, it balances well. Yeah. Okay, so there's Blues Bread. And then my second variety was a variation called Killer Bread. And. Um, we don't make killer bread. They don't make the killer bread anymore. But that took off. Eventually, everybody started calling on my bread killer bread. Dave's killer bread. Ah. Oh. Okay. Well, let's make a, a pause just to pay the, the bills here. Our, our sound engineer is telling us that it is time. Yeah, we got we'll right like, so yeah. into the story, we forgot about that part. <laughs> go along, go. Today's episode of the Latino Founder Hours brought to you by Publicize. 
a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. Publicize has broken down PR into a modular setup, keeping quality high and simply charging fees for the targeted PR you require. Check them out at publicize.co and tell them Claudia and Edgar sent you. Today's episode of the Latino Founder Hour is brought to you by CPA Dudes, where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio. That's my, my parents. And we're back with Dave Dial. Dave, so what we're talking about, you know. Your, Dave's your Killer Bread. Dave's Killer, you the story of redemption. I know it's important to mention his last name, but it's like. Yeah, but it's Dave. 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 D-Dave. Well, Dave. As time goes by, I hope people, you know, remember the name Dave Dahl as opposed to just, just Dave. always being Killer Bread, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm very proud of the Killer Bread, but uh, now I got things to do. You know, I got, I'm, on, I'm moving on. Yeah, no, no, no. So, so and, and that's what we saw. So you had this tremendous growth almost right from the, from the beginning because mm. it was... It was explosive growth in a, in a matter of a couple of years, you know, from from seed to good seed. all over the place. From good yeah. seed. And, good and, seed. And again, you know, it's because it's a, it was a phenomenal product. Uh, and how do you do that? You know, because that's what, that on the, on the business side, it's a it's already tight market. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of bread, yeah. and you and you know, how do you compete in a market where it seems saturated? And maybe people say, "No, you, you're not going to do it." No, it's it's already. Well, I wouldn't recommend it for just anybody to go out and choose bread as a way to make your mark. You yeah. know, um, there's a lot of reasons why you wouldn't do that. I my opportunity was there because of my family. Mm-hmm. If it, if it had been if my family hadn't been there, I would have gone a different direction. So, you know, the, the drafting was great. I, yeah. I would have kept going that wherever it led me. It would have been a living and I would have been okay with it. But I did have an opportunity here and I could use the new my newfound mindset of, you know, my design mindset and marketing mm-hmm. mindset where you you look at what's out there Um, what's selling? Okay, my original idea was to steal ideas from other areas. I was going to go to San Francisco, Seattle, wherever, and find out what's good there that's selling like crazy, mm-hmm. but we don't have it in Portland. It's a local thing. So I was going to make some great great local product that um, would be successful because we knew. Now, all I had to do was replicate that. Yeah. Uh, and replication was something I was good at, like reverse engineering in, in baking. So, uh, I, but that didn't happen. I mean, once I got started on the cookies or started on the bread, um, I just was taking the best breads that were available nationally, learning how to make those, and then uh, going, well, what makes these breads good? And How can I make them better? How can I make them better? Because uh, the thing is, big companies, you got to remember, the big companies have their own priorities. Their priorities are not necessarily the same as your priorities might be as a small. Yeah. And I had the opportunity to make something better because big companies will cut corners. You know, they, and yeah, yeah, yeah. they're going to make For the it, bottom line. That's right. 
and they may say, well, this bread has to be in this price point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is what this is what these laboratory guys might be given opportunities at. But you you can do whatever you want, but it's got to be in this price yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what <laughs> you got to play. that limits you. Correct, yeah. I mean, a great car can't be in a certain price point. It's got to be great. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. No. Uh, anything's like that. And so I didn't think that way. I just go, well, I'm going to make the best bread I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time we actually did a cost analysis on it, it was, oh, this bread's going to have to sell for more than everything else. And uh, fortunately, we had an opportunity to go to the farmer's market. Uh, they had something they called uh, the Summer Loaf every year for two or three years, and it was an artisan bread festival. Okay. And uh, that was such a great opportunity. I mean, I, everything just kind of... I was blessed. Yeah. Because... And you were out there promoting the bread, you know, talking to people. Yeah, yeah. it was great. I I went to this uh, to the Summer Loaf Festival. It's only a couple of days, and then it's over. And most people, they took their bread, and people tried it, and it was over for them. For me, it was like the seed was planted. As soon as yeah. I went there, and the farmer's market wanted my bread. They want it on a regular basis, and that doesn't happen very often. It's pretty hard mm-hmm. to get into a big farmer's market like that, especially if you're not a farmer. Yeah. And so I had great luck with that. Uh, and, yes, I just started having a blast meeting people. And they loved my bread and my story. And Yeah. I, I think it's, it's part of it, you know, the, the story behind that. Yeah. And, well, it's, and all, it's all part of the It's all just one thing. You know, yeah. It's all. It, it it's all, an experience. Yeah. Yeah. And, And uh, the media was immediately like seeing the story. Yeah, you know, so I knew I had something. So something good. So and you guys, uh, because you and your brother, you know, you know, uh, raised capital. You know, just to, oh, to, to that was that was the, the biggest challenge. Probably number one thing that could have that could have ruined us right. um, was we had a very hard time because my brother had just gone through a divorce. And you know how things happen in divorce, especially for a man. Mm-hmm. You know the things. So he he ended up coming out with his business. That's what he ended up getting. Fortunately, he still had his business when it was all said and done. Uh, so we were able to do that, but we didn't have money in the bank. Mm-hmm. We didn't have uh, really collateral to speak of, other than the business itself, yeah. which was a lot of, was leveraged, and um, so. Our bank at the time, the biggest bank probably in the world, uh, told us that we didn't qualify for a loan. We needed a million and a half dollar loan to move to a facility that would actually make money. Mm-hmm. And because we had to create a facility that would actually make this work. Yeah. So a million and, do- million and a half dollars, um, We couldn't get it until we found we found the right bank that was willing to take a chance on us at a high interest rate. Okay. Oh. And this is, uh, but but this is also like right around the recession time. Yes, wasn't 2008. It? 2008. Oh, so it's boy. just because I remember watching the story. It's like oh my god. It was three years into it. It was. Yeah. We'd been in the farmers market. We'd been in all these different stores. So it's steadily growing. Yes. You need capital to ramp up, and then the markets collapse. Well, essentially, yeah, but that it didn't hurt us except for the bank, except for getting a loan because mm-hmm. everybody didn't care. They may be 
having make, having less money for the extravagant stuff, yeah. but they considered that bread to be something that they could afford. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like if you're going to eat a burger, well, instead of eating going out for a burger, I'll buy a loaf of bread and make ten burgers. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was it was uh, it was just amazing. But that was a challenge. And in order to get Costco, we had to get that million and a half dollar loan. And okay. Costco was the key to Dave's Killer Bread uh, to me becoming a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so you guys get the loan. Recession hits. Yeah. But then you, you guys are growing now. Finally, well, the, the the recession hit before we got the loan, and that's what made it so. One of the reasons why it was so hard to do. To, to get and we got we got a loan through a, a smaller bank that um, was willing to take a chance at a higher interest rate. Okay. And we did that, um, and we moved to a new facility right across from Bob's Red Mill. I know, I've seen it. Yeah. Bob is a very good friend, a uh, very good guy that we've known, I've known since I was a kid, because uh, he was in, uh, you know, we, he was supplying flour to my dad. Okay. When, back in the 70s, it was, it was a trip. Oh, wow. So if you guys haven't visited the facility, it's, it's open to the public. I mean, there's yes. a showroom, there's a tour. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave's Killer. And actually Bob's uh, as well in Milwaukee. Can you try Orga. raw yeah. dough? Uh, I'm not sure if that's... No? I used to eat quite I'm obsessed with raw dough. <laughs> I like raw dough. Yeah. Thank you. Me too. Pizza dough? Raw pizza dough? Mm. Oh, my God. It's so good. Wow, what's wrong with you? <laughs> a lot of things. But. Do you, do you want to listen? But that's a different podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Has she ever been a guest on your podcast? Cause, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's how we, that's how we that's actually how come here. That's how she got, she, she got on That's how show. I got this gig. Yeah. <laughs> so so you have, a, well, okay, now I was going to start interviewing yeah, you. No, okay. Okay. Yeah, no, go ahead. So what, what is it you do um, that makes you... Special. Wait, we went from Dave's Killer Bread to what <laughs> Sylvia does? Well, you're interesting, so it's fun. Oh, out. because I eat raw pizza now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm working on a progressive platform to get Latinos informed and activate them to vote in the next election. Right on. Okay. Yeah. So you're... So, so you, but that's what you do? You're a political... Uh, junkie. Activated, uh, yeah. Activist? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, she's so, a software engineer. There's no money I'm in that, I'm a computer though, engineer. Computer engineer. <laughs> Uh, I'm working on the money piece, mm -hmm. precisely because it's it's a different kind of segment and it's not what I'm, what I was educated on. Do you have a regular uh, job too? Or? No. No. Okay. This so. is all in. Yeah. Go cool. all, all right. in on this because I think it's important enough to fix a few things that are broken. Right. I uh, understand. Starting with, regardless of how the political situation is right now. The fact that Latinos are on track to be the largest minority in this country, but they're the ethnic and racial group that votes the least. Mm. And uh, least represented, too. Uh, what? And least represented. Yes, and then there's no representation. Uh, they're on, there's, an, there's an estimate that there's going to be 32 million eligible voters by 2020. Great. But less than 13 million Latinos voted in the last presidential election. That's a big, yeah. big big gap we're talking mm -hmm. 20 million people additionally and yeah. let's remember the last presidential election had a difference of about three million votes yeah yeah um in the uh, in the in popular, popular vote yeah. exactly let's not even talk about the yeah, 80,000 strategically no, no, no. distributed votes because of the electoral college but well, i just happen to be one of those guys that hates politics well i mean i i, I keep up on it but I, it, uh, so I, so I just kind of go, 
I focus on trying to do things. Uh, for me, what works is I, I want to change things and make things better for everyone, but I want to do it. I, there's, there's things that I'm strong at, you know, and politics would not be one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I would... Well, I have a couple of things that I have to say because of that, because you said something super powerful at the beginning of this podcast, that you were focused on doing good and having other people do good. Yes. And I think... That's also kind it of what like I'm what, you're talking what about. I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I mean, I went to school to be a computer engineer. Like I never mm-hmm. I did not pay attention in my democracy class. Mm-hmm. This was not my strength yeah. or my area of interest. But now it's a passion. Now, it, yeah, it is a passion and I think partly this has to do with becoming a mother and seeing so many things that are broken and I'm not very good on idle, I have explained this to Edgar, <laughs> not even on vacation. Mm. So I ha- if I see Me something too. broken, I have to fix it. Yeah. And Well, I share that with you. After the last election, I saw something broken. And part of what I saw that was broken is the fact that Latinos are not voting, they're not yeah. represented, uh, and they need more information because there's not a lot of information in Spanish, there's not a lot of information accessible to Latinos, so that's Me- what I'm trying. Meaningful information. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, pop culture and yeah. fashion information, which I know nothing about, <laughs> but uh, information and ways to get them interested in, in what's happening and understanding how there are ways that they can actually contribute to change. Yeah. Um, that's where I just became passionate and I had to, like, dive right in. Yeah. Um, Good for you. Well, that's, you're doing what you believe in, and that kind of thing will make a difference big time. So I, that's fantastic. I think that's, that's, what, that's what we do. Yeah. That, when we're right, we're doing what we want to do, and we're, we're making a difference because you know, like, I'm constantly trying to... I, I don't really try. I don't go, ah, today I'm going to make a difference. I, you know what I mean? But yeah. I, I go, I, you have the passion, just like you. When I feel passionate about something, that's what works. Well, you said you were working, you were getting paid for 40 hours a week, but working 80. Yeah. Yeah. When I started this, I had never worked so hard in my life, but mm. I was G- getting just paid. Yeah. full, fi- and I was getting zero paid. Yeah. Um, mm. But I am, I have never been so fulfilled in my life. I need to make a living yeah, 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 <laughs> which yeah, I'm working on that part but I have never been more fulfilled about what I do knowing that I can contribute in some sort of way to make a difference yeah and that's fantastic. plant a good seed yes yes planting the good Remember seed the good seed how do you say good seed in Spanish tell me buena semilla no, buena, buena semilla, semilla. Yeah. do we yeah. do we use that in a uh, not really. No, but you will now. La semilla. No, we will. It'll be like a new the, thing in Spanish. Yes. Well, there's Let's the see. other parable about the mustard seed that has to land in the right place. But I yeah. am so yeah. horrible with Bible yeah. stories. Yeah. Like uh, I, I grew up <laughs> learning Bible stories because I was I was grew up a Seventh Day Adventist as a child. I went to Seventh Day Adventist schools and church, and then I worked. That's what I did. So I learned a lot about the Bible as a kid. Um, I became, in my teenage years, I became an atheist, then I became an agnostic, uh, and then I finally said, you know what, something's up. You know, there's yeah. something, something beyond us. And that's all I know. But, you know, to say, to, I, I have this view that, um, being an atheist is like having a different having a faith that there is no God you know yeah. so it's like how can you believe there is no God it's like you're pretty um, that's pretty uh, arrogant 
to say that you know you know that you know the answers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're you would prefer being like okay, I'm an agnostic versus an atheist because it's oh, like yeah. oh yeah, I was agnostic for a long time, and I think I'm closer to being agnostic than, but. Uh, I feel like I've gone beyond that to a point where I know, where I, I feel, in a way, relieved and happy that there is something, there's a uh-huh. reason for us to be here and yeah. do what we do. And, and for my story to happen the way it has, to, to, to say, oh, that's all me, you know, no, I, I had to have some help, right? Because look, that, that's what I, you know, through all the years that I'm, I've had the privilege of knowing you, I've heard your story, I've read it, you told your story, and you never blame anyone. No. So that, that was even the best thing I learned. Yeah. So, you take so the power. You, to, yeah, yeah. I yeah. have the power if I don't blame and make excuses. Exactly. Yeah. And, so I, the, and it's not, a, it's an, again, it's not an arrogant thing to say mm. you got the power. The power is the power to do good, you know. That's mm. a great thing. To turn it around. Yeah. So h- how do you, you know, c- come out of that? You know, right now you're an inspirational figure here. I mean, you you work with uh, youth, troubled youth as well. I, I go where where there's like a vacuum. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like the, the vacuum sucks me into one thing after another. You know, there's there's once you're kind of on a good path like that, and and you have something to offer people. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of the thing when you go back to those days. When people used to talk about giving back, you know, I'm like, how the hell are you giving back? I need you to give to me, you know. I was, yeah. like, it was like you're, the balance was way off. Once you have something to give, I think once you have something good to give, you want to give it to people. Yeah. And so I do that when it, in little ways. And, and some of them are bigger ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do a thing called constructing hope. That's like my most my favorite thing in the world constructing hope is um organization that teaches folks basically disadvantaged folks because for one reason or another um minorities are play big there's 70 something percent minorities in this um but what's what i love about it is that these folks are getting their lives are transforming because Mm -hmm. they're getting the same kinds of things that help transform my life which was an opportunity to find out, hey, uh, I can contribute. I can. You can give back. I yeah, can, yeah, I can kick some ass out of here. <laughs> These people are transforming before my very eyes. I just love to see this. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's not only inspiration, but it's hands-on. Yeah, you, well, you, you're part of the process. I want to. I want to tell you about some. This is something good for an entrepreneur to hear. Um, I'm not. I don't go out uh, trying to start businesses all the time but I, I, anymore. I mean, I have uh, businesses I do and uh, I just fall into stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's this vacuum that sucks you yeah, in. Yeah, it sucks me in. But, but uh, what I have done, like I, when I saw this great group, this great organization, and I, saw, and, I, and I saw that it had been 10 years or 12 years they'd been around and I didn't even know about them, I was like, what is wrong? What is the... It's kind of like you're talking about with the, with the Latinos. Yeah. You know, there's all this need, there's all this opportunity, and it, somehow it's not getting met. Yeah. Um, for the Latinos, or not for Latinos, I'm like, um, I love you all, all you Latinos. But, <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's here. Yeah. But uh, the, the thing was, I, I'm like, I'm going to make a video as a testimony to constructing hope. Mm-hmm. And this will be my my um, 
donation to them so they can raise money and, and awareness for their program. So I just did this. I made, I've actually made two videos. One was for one purpose and for them, and the other was as a, um, as a fundraising video. And it, it cost me a pretty penny to make it, uh, but that was my contribution. And uh, now I hope that this this video, when it's shown at their first annual luncheon they're going to have here in a couple weeks, um, that it makes a difference in, in awareness and... Uh, that know, is awesome, yeah. All that. So uh, this is the kind of thing I do now. Yeah. You know? So get, getting more involved because it, I, that that was going to be my question. So so what what does Dave do now? I mean, you jam. I, I've been in a couple of Not shows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't play enough. I don't practice enough. All I can tell you, you got to practice. You know, yeah. um, I don't practice enough. And so and we have one more show this year. We're playing um, the we're playing uh, the annual the annual hanger dance out in boring you should come okay and you should come too if you can uh but it's an it's it's free just show up but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean it's an amazing thing uh there'll be some really important acts there and us you know <laughs> dave and the killer granddaddy well, yeah. we're gonna <laughs> open up for ty curtis who's um, a very uh very good blues player okay musician singer blues, what, blues what, when is it uh september why, why am i 2021, something like that. Something like something, yeah. yeah. Mid September. Yeah. Okay. In boring Oregon. Well, so if it's a Saturday, it's September 21st. Oh, wow. It's probably Saturday. It's my daughter's if birthday. If it's not Friday oh. night. So I know. Plus, I'm oh, a human we're calendar. We're playing Friday nights so with the 20th. Okay, the 20th. And we're, we're warming up on the night before that. We're going we're gonna to play. Oh. So it's fun. And then we're yeah. done. Then I'm done. The granddaddies are. Uh, gonna take a hiatus. Okay. Uh, okay. What is all this reference? Is that the name of the band? Yes, Dave yeah. and the Killer Granddaddies. Are yeah. you a Killer Granddaddy? Yeah, yeah. You're a Granddaddy. I have, I have three granddaughters. Beautiful. Little yeah, they're, they're, they've been okay, here. I was like, suit, why? Yeah. Why are we still talking about? Okay, I thought you were insulting yeah. me. I was like, what they, is no. that? No. <laughs> they're I'm amazing. Like, no, to me, it's a self self deprecating sort of name. You know, it's kind of like Killer Granddaddy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's a joke. You know. And uh, so, and we are a bunch of old guys. I'm sorry, but it's pretty badass to have a a grandpa that plays guitar in a band. Uh, well, and you should see, no, they, they jam. They're amazing. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty spectacular. A, like, that's a pretty awesome grandpa. Yeah. Granddaddy, well, this, sorry. These, these little girls... Um, you know, they they've got they they're doing all right. That's they're great. Doing okay, they they got great moms, uh, which is amazing. Moms and dads. It's amazing that I was able to produce two great girls who made three great kids. Now, you talk yeah. about good seed. Even though I was a bad seed when I was doing it, I I planted some good seed there. That's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I I met one of your daughters. I mean, she's great. Yeah, Jessica. Yeah. 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 And the other one is half Filipino. Uh, she lives in Sweden. Wow. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Didn't yeah. you have something to do with Sweden? No. No? Not, not that the wife knows. I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 that was back in college, but uh, it was just, it, it was a face. Yeah. 
Anyway. Edgar. Anyway, why moving on? Uh, expand on that, please. What is what is going well, on? Well, apparently we're exotic in Sweden, so that's, that's all I want to say. We are very exotic. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. yeah, I bet you are. You mean uh, Latinos? Well, yeah. 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 So it's like a forbidden. My fruit. husband <laughs> went and he said there isn't a single ugly person in that entire country. He's like no, they're in, in Slovakia. He said everybody is beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. And the yeah. only person with an accent was him when the, they spoke yeah. English. Well, the, like, ugly, the ugly ones are hiding, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, yeah, they put him in the cellar. But anyway, yeah, so that it's pretty pretty spectacular. But yeah. that was younger time. You so you were in Sweden for a while? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. Just uh, it was a face. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? We had no tequila before the show. And no. This is yeah, and tequila, you know, was my favorite booze when I was a drinker and um, created many problems for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't even, you know what, I wasn't a, a mean drinker. Yeah. I wasn't a, I wasn't it crazy. was just fun. I just had a lot of fun, but... Uh, you know, that was the key to what happened in 2013, which was, you know, even when I was very successful and life just, just as, as things could not possibly go wrong. Everything's perfect, right? Well, uh -oh. I, I, I drink myself into a situation uh, and I had a mental breakdown. I wasn't, I wasn't drunk. I had a couple of drinks that night, but I hadn't been drinking. And what happened is I, this is something that, you know, a lot of people, will relate to is just having a, you know, mania. I experienced mania for the first time in my life. I mean, but this was, first it was just hypomania, they call it when you're just kind of out there. Yeah. And then by the end of the night, um, I was psychotic and I ran into three cop cars and it was out in Washington County and this is, this is pretty well known yeah. around Portland. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was public. It's not it was big news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving away the secrets or anything. Um, but, you know, it was obviously another lesson that I had to learn. And so eventually I got the drinking out of my life and uh, everything else. So, um, I've got a few years of clean and sober, and but but I went through a lot of stuff during that time, trying to figure out, you know, trying to get back on that yeah that track again. Yeah, because that, that 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 was pretty that was very public, like you said. Yeah, and I was like, oh, my oh gosh, imagine I'm, imagine yeah. being in my situation, right? And you do something like that, and you've got all these employees, all these all these uh, people uh, depend people depending on me, and including the public who had come to think of me as this great guy and here I'm letting all these people down it just hit me so hard you can't uh, even have something like that. for other people that experience something like this they get to keep it private yes you yeah. didn't have that opportunity luxury, like yeah. it, the no, luxury it was exactly it, it was, was all over the news the next the next morning yeah, yeah. you know so it's not even like you can lick your wounds in private this is all exposed yeah yeah that was a huge which factor. just it's like putting vinegar and salt into the wound that just doesn't help at all it was very painful and i but i i really felt so bad for people around me you know but it, which made me feel just horrible you know i had affected so many lives by making this mistake you know this this terrible thing happening uh and it, I didn't help, I didn't affect it for the good. And see, I, I was used to doing good things. You know, I'm being known for somebody who, as somebody who, and that's part of it too, you know, you're, you're like, 
you let that stuff go to your head if you're not careful. I mean, and you, you can be careful and it still goes to your head. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm talking about the good things I was doing. I'm out speaking to massive numbers of people, yeah. you know, over and over again. Eventually, I would go speak, get a standing ovation, and then, then go celebrate afterwards. I did that for a long time. And then eventually... I was drinking before my speeches and still getting standing <laughs> ovations, still being in the neighborhood. Everybody's like, hey, yeah, it's all good. But then, you know, at some point there was a tipping point and things went the other direction. Yeah. So here I was thinking, I'm a good guy. I'm drinking, so what? But I'm a good guy still. I'm doing good things. Um, and you know what? I'm kind of a rock star, too. So now so, I'm a rock star. Not, not, not in the music sense. Yeah, yeah. Just like, not the granddaddy's rock yeah, star. <laughs> I was just, hey, I am special. You know, yeah. after a while you start thinking this, you know. No matter what you do, you, know, you try to be that humble guy. And it takes over. And, and that's what eventually led to my downfall. Okay. But, but I you, still see a yeah. pattern. We, I see the pattern of you make the best out of a situation Again, no, you don't. But you've done it over and over. Like yeah. you. Well, you once you learn to, once you learn it can be done. You can do it again. Like yeah. what Edgar said, you're not blaming anyone, and you're no. saying, you know what, I learned, and then I, I got over it, and then I learned a lesson, and, and then you're re- vulnerable redeemed. and you share it. Yeah. So the, I think it's also important because you are literally a rock star with the granddaddies mm-hmm. and you are kind of a rock star in this town I think I'm more of, a, more of a star for the bread than I am for the music so. oh, but <laughs> still but yeah. but you you are human because yeah. a, a yeah. lot of times we forget that celebrities are human well, celebrities this, can also make mistakes uh, but I, they also I think they maybe make more mistakes than the average people <laughs> you know I mean, not, on, on, as a rule not me but yeah. you know there's, there's a celebrities have a little bit more leeway in a lot of ways and then but when it when things go bad they go really bad and then people know about it everybody knows yeah, about it because it's, it's public and even yeah. if it's just a little bad it goes public and yeah. You, yeah yeah you can't keep it hush so it's so it's our it's our responsibility and our opportunity to let people know and, and to let people know how we're doing and how we're how we get out of these things mm-hmm. um, and because because I've gone through that now it's I'm You know, for a while I hid out. After that situation, I kind of just hid out for two or three years. Got into the African art <laughs> like in a crazy way. <laughs> I went too far with the African art, um, but that helped me heal. You know, and uh, getting through that now, I'm getting a lot of publicity again. You know, it's like uh, I'm going to be on the cover of Recovery Today. Uh, magazine, which has had a lot of those rock stars on it, a lot of those famous uh, people who have fallen, you know. And I'm gonna, I'm another cover story this month. Oh, neat. So that's a cool thing. Um, I'm, I got a documentary that's in progress about me, and um, that's work as well. Uh, and I've got people down in LA, producers down in LA, who have done a really great show that I can't talk about right now, but. Uh, they are we're in talks to do an, an actual movie about you, your yeah. life dude that is so awesome 
So yeah. you're going to be now a movie star. No, I yes. won't be on. The, I won't be part of the movie. I'll be just helping the story. Them create the movie. Yeah. But uh, I will be the star of my documentary. It's going to be out first. That is fantastic. Oh. Yeah. Okay, look forward to see it on. on we will I'm let if, our yeah. listeners know. Yes, yeah. so they oh, can watch for it. sure. Yeah, this is going to be pretty big news here in Portland when it comes out because I'll tell certain media folks and. And then it'll go from there. Yeah, they're always looking for a story. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so what's next for Dave? What's what are you doing right now? Just enjoying life. I have a wonderful old lady, woman, uh, girlfriend. I've um, known for young. She's not young. Well, but don't call her an old lady. She's old. She's old as hell. No. No, she's uh, about a year younger than me, so she's young. Very young. There you yeah. go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> younger but, than me, woman. But when we come, but in my day, and in my world, we said old lady, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a term of endearment. Right? But anyway, she's uh, beautiful, and uh, I have a lot of family nowadays. Part of it's coming from her, and part of mm-hmm. it's, you know, the stuff that I had. Um. So, I mean, it's it's important for me to spend time with them, but there's so many opportunities um, to continue the work, which is essentially revolves around my story, you know. Yeah. Planting good seeds. Yeah. Planting good seeds. La buena semilla. Sí. La buena semilla. 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 Yeah. Well, Dave... Thank you so much, man. I, I know you're super busy, uh, but you know we've been waiting for this opportunity it for almost two years. And I it's, been, I been, it's a great time. Thank you, man. At, uh, you know, love to hear you know. Best continue. podcast to come back to. Yes. Yeah. Anytime. I'll come back yeah, for sure. I'll, you know what? Uh, I'll come back uh, when I got some news. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. You After guys we heard see it the documentaries, here first. Yeah. So we will talk I, about I it can, then. I can share. I can share the teaser. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. I know that came out. Okay. I'm going to share the teaser with you. All right. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dave. Dave Dow, founder, of, one of the founders of Dave's Killer yeah. Bread. Sylvia. Salazar. Thank you. Salazar, de tono latino. De tono Edgar. latino. Thank you so much for listening. National Happy voter registration is September 24th. Please register and vote. Vote. Go, Sylvia. <laughs> Bye. Support for today's episode comes from our friends at Ruby Receptionist. For small businesses like yours, nothing is more valuable than real human interaction. It's why two out of three mobile web searches for those ready to buy end in a phone call to a business. Together, you and Ruby transform your phone into the sales engine it was meant to be. Start setting your business apart today. Visit callruby.com slash startupradio to sign up or better yet, call them at 833-861-8100 and use promo code startupruby. Tell them Claudia and Edgar sent you. You've been listening to the Latino Founder Hour podcast. El programa Latino Founder Hour es grabado en las instalaciones de NetSpace en el estudio Bigfoot Podcast en la hermosa ciudad de Portland. Our audio engineer, mixer, and podcast editor is Alain Beausoleil. Diseñador de logo, Carolyn Main. Our network logo was designed by Jessica Chan. Diseñador de sitio web, Cameron Grimes. Our production assistant is Chelsea Lancaster. Tema de música, Funning and Sunning, de Kevin McLeod. Cree en ti mismo, sueña en grande y confía en el universo, de Marta Leticia y Silvia Romero. 